0: WarlikeRadio.com It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink... ALWAYS DRINK! I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone
1: ever known a good person named Kevin?
2: We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol By Volume. He only says, like, three words. He, he's, like, really
3: shy. He really not talk to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he, was, he was right there with us, talking a mile a minute.
2: Alcohol
0: By Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol By Volume, awesome show really want to get drunk? <laughs> listen to that show because by hour two he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome.
4: Because it's a beer show.
0: We're Kevin's some stupid you Weird player. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol,
4: my body. Alcohol, my body. I shove
0: alcohol in my butthole. That's not it.
4: Nothing to do with butthole.
0: I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like drinking a vitamin, right?
4: So, you're blaming the drunkard? Yes, I'm blaming the
5: MLA drunker, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Drink a barf, drunkie!
1: Check your goddamn email, Dennis. Seriously, I did send you one or two. I'm, I'm sure of it. They're in my sent folder. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they went to your spam. Anyway, welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It's Tuesday, uh, May 27th, 2014. We are live here on More Like Radio. Um, well, I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. I went for a five-mile walk at the park. And then got trapped there by a parade. <laughs> there was a parade that apparently decided to go through the main drag of the park. And I got stuck there. Like I told people on WhatsApp, I totally respect Memorial Day. I, I understand it. Uh, you know, nothing... No, I don't hate the troops like Dutch. You know, I I appreciate the sacrifices our troops have made and everything. But, God damn it, the, ugh, the, the jingoistic flag-waving shit rubs me the wrong way. It... it, it feels like indoctrination when i see these all these little kids wave happily waving their american flags and everything and all these people wearing their american flag t-shirts that they got from either walmart or old navy most of them from old navy it actually looked like because you know after uh, after fourth of july i believe you can get a lot of those american flag shirts for like a buck at old navy ah but eh, whatever. Otherwise, I went to see um, X Men: Days of Future Past. It was fucking fantastic. That is how you reboot a franchise properly. That was actually the first movie I saw in theaters since um, I think since Hunger Games: Catching Fire. So, uh, oh, welcome to the chat scrams. I see I got uh, Western Echo. I got scrams. I got Marianne. And I got a guest nine four five four eight four. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Dennis found the email. He marked it red a week ago and never even read it. <laughs> Believe me, dude, I've, I've done that before. So, yeah. You know what? Scrams is right. Technically, wearing clothes that are flags are uh, disrespectful. Like, what is it? Isn't, isn't that, um, isn't there some kind of thing with, with American flag etiquette? You know, the whole, you don't let it touch the ground. You know, when you take a flag out of service, you um, you have to, burn it in a respectful manner and all that kind of stuff. Um, but and you don't wear a flag. Yet you see all these patriotic, rah-rah people wearing these goddamn hideous American flag shirts. And, and I'm not even talking, you know, a shirt that has an American flag on it. No, I'm talking, uh, well, let me see if I can find one of my favorite images. Um, let's see. It's one of those ones where somebody's holding a, a sign that's clearly misspelled. Uh, speak English. I uh, call. What? See if I can find the image because I remember this person was wearing a just. God damn it! I was I was misspelling it on purpose. Google. Oof. Here we go. Uh. View image. And um. This is this is one that just irks me. Um. Uh. <laughs> okay brent is in the chat um let's see yeah clothes with flag on it's okay but shirt this entire flag or flag bikinis are disrespectful yeah i i don't get the whole you know i don't know but uh let's see if this one will actually work there we go um uh uh-oh scrams actually wants to call uh let's see clothes with the flag on it but yeah i mean look look at her shirt that's hideous and she can't even spell the fish wrong so if she doesn't know her English, um, if Scrams does want to call, you can call in. And the number is 862-345-7125-862-ALCOHOL or the Skype name. Alcohol by volume, all one word. Well, okay, and Dennis has a point there. That, that That's kind of hot, but disrespectful nonetheless. So um, let me pick that
3: up. Unmute Skype
1: here. Hey, Scrams.
3: Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, so about flag etiquette, this is something uh, Footer and Tex and I on the red have talked about, but... There are certain things you do with a flag. Uh, You do burn a flag when it's tattered and torn. You Mm -hmm. don't leave a flag out at night if there's no light on it. Okay. Um, But as far as the clothing goes, there was a gentleman, and I'm just going to say he was a hipster, um, because he was a fucking hipster yesterday, and he had a pair of what could only be described as um, jeggings on, and jeans were a American flag so like the top right or the whole right thigh was all stars and then everything else was just
5: oh my god
3: and then he had a uh, a tank top that was all an American flag on on top of that as well and he was walking in the park across the street from my house
1: oh my god and I'm, I'm wondering if he was trying to be ironic or if he was trying to be you know patriotic probably just
3: being ironic and thinking uh he's the shit it was it was really bad, um, but yeah, the bikinis. I mean, they're real hot when a girl's wearing a bikini. You know, that's that's a flag, but but it is. I mean, technically, desecration. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, wear wear. I don't know, wear the Union Jack or something. Why not? You know.
3: And I, I the only time that it's, uh, I think, acceptable to like wear a flag is at the Olympics. I uh, think. Okay. I think. I mean, I don't know if it's truly acceptable, but I think people. Um, are cool with that if you... Because if you watch, like, a race, you know?
5: Yeah.
3: Usain Bolt will grab a flag as fast as he can, and he'll run around with it on him, or, you know, some Russian female pole vaulter, she'll run and drape herself in the flag real quick. I don't know if it's right, but it is a place where I think people are, you know, cool with it. So Yeah,
1: it's, it's one of those more accepted ones because you're representing your country, and there's a whole pride aspect to it. Whereas all these other these these hideous like just those the button-up collar shirts that are just full-on stars and stripes it, it i mean it, ugh. It, it it's almost like i don't know it, it almost looks like they've relegated it to the status of a tablecloth that they've draped over themselves correct yeah
3: all right well i'm gonna go thanks for letting me call in well thank you scrams all right see you see
1: you and that was scrambler he is on the Red Show Wednesdays, 9 to 11, here on More Like Radio. Um, of course, Red Sox wasn't too happy about Scrambler calling in. Uh, he says, oh great, I just tuned in, and Punchy 2.0 is already on. <laughs> Jeez. Um, oh, God damn, Jesus Christ. It It's fucking hot in my house. It only got up to like 83 here today, and I'm, I'm like in the basement area, but I'm already fucking sweating down here. And I am not turning on my fan because, well, it's blocked by a bunch of shit. So, eh, whatever. Um, oh, okay, you know what? I will conduct a little bit of business here. As you may have heard on some of the other shows, MLR Live 2 is now official. It is going to be August 9th at Just Jake's in Montclair, New Jersey, from 1 to 4 p.m. We are going to, oh, yeah, scrams. That That's one of those shirts I'm talking about. That just that just looks bad. And that guy, he, he probably thinks he's being all, you know, America. And oof, 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 oof. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> comics performing at the event. Uh, we got our own Conti and Kenny. We got Dave Saitzik, Dan D. Marino, Michael Punchy, Falcone, and more. There are going to be 50-50 raffles, auctions, and a cover band featuring musicians, students, uh, mu- yeah, musicians and students from Bergen County College. And uh, Red Sox has a good point. I should have gave Scram shit about the Blackhawks. God damn it! Ugh! Missed opportunity. Missed fucking opportunity. Ugh. Oh well. Eh, I can give them shit about them when they lose tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the event's going to be a tribute to the late great Otto Peterson of Otto and George fame. And we'll be collecting donations for Otto's family at the door. I will of course be there shyly sitting in the corner drinking. Uh, my wife is going to be there with me so I will be drinking a lot more than I did last year. Um, and yes Brent that guy is punchable um so if you um if you listen to last year's mlr live you kind of know what you're in for with that it'll be a good time so if you're in the area or even if you're not because come on we got ashley from the uk coming in so what the hell's your excuse come on out to just jake's montclair new jersey august 9th for mlr live 2 uh, so I went a little nuts with growlers uh, this past week. Uh, my wife was kind of an enabler with it, though. I, 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 was trying to be responsible, and she was telling me to just buy more, more, more. Uh, so the first one I got, it was actually last Thursday. The um, there's a, a chain of liquor stores around here called Liquor Factory, and they were doing a uh, Goose Island weekend where you get a free goose island growler when you purchase a growler fill so i got some goose island endless ipa very good very happy with that and i have a new growler now um you know and dennis dennis is kind of turning me around on this because you know katie perry kind of looks good like that but she could wear something else and still look just as hot you know change the colors on that she doesn't need to do u.s flag um one place had a special memorial day weekend deal and this is the one that i've been drinking like crazy they were filling growlers with a mix of young's double chocolate stout and wells banana bread beer along with a dropped in maraschino cherry for a banana split growler i bought one on friday killed it off by saturday i was gonna go get another one on sunday and my wife is like well don't you have one other empty growler go fill two i'm like i only need one she's like okay i thought you really liked it i'm like okay fine fuck you i'll grab two so i Filled up two. I actually just killed off one of them um, before um, before the show. Uh, got about half a glass left of it right now. I apparently started a little bit of a debate in the chat, too, with the flag thing. Um, Dennis doesn't like the, uh, the whole flag rule. Not saying wearing a flag is a good thing because flag-looking clothes looked just plain stupid. Whereas Brent, Brent is the voice of reason in all this. Well, we're talking about Katy Perry. He says, she has great tits. To which I will say yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Let's do, let's do a Google search here. Katy Perry, because there there are some better pictures of her. Um, okay, that is probably a a pretty good picture right there. So that way we don't we don't have to worry about flag stuff. We can just uh, we can just look at tits. I think that's a little bit better there. Not the best picture of her, but you know, kind of gets the point across. Um. There are just there are so many goddamn pictures of her. Uh, Jesus Christ! You could you you could just keep scrolling on uh, on Google all day with her outfits. Jesus. Christ. Okay. Yeah, I'm derailing myself now. God damn it. Um, and then the uh, the last one, last growler that I got is uh, Shipyard Smash Blueberries. Uh, going by my logging on Untapped and stuff, I apparently had never had that before. I could have sworn I did. It's a porter scotch ale hybrid so I decided I was going to make a modified black and blue with Guinness normally you use a blueberry wheat with the Guinness you float the Guinness on top of the blueberry wheat but I figured this would work better with a growler Um, so I I don't get many opportunities to do this you buy a 4 pack of Guinness cans then you buy a 6 pack of blueberry it it never evens out with the amount so uh, uh, let's see here God, hot links. Yeah, if you don't if you don't know what hot links are, as most of us apparently uh, didn't listen to Daytime Divas from yesterday. Thank you, Brent. Yep, that's one of my favorites there. Um, but yeah, so I made a modified black and blue with the Guinness and the Shipyard Smash Blueberry. And it turned out pretty good. The Guinness doesn't float on top of it because it's a porter. But the taste blends well together you get that nice kind of blueberry muffin thing going on i remember a while back what was it um i think it, it, this had to have been over a year ago in fact i don't even know if i'd started the show yet but marie from uh, hippo juice and dutch and royce she had suggested mixing the young's double chocolate stout with i want to say sea dog uh blueberry ale and um that one mixed pretty well too so a similar similar idea and that had like that kind of Blueberry muffin, uh, blueberry muffin flavor too, and Red Sox. You know, I, I shouldn't even dignify that with a response. Goddammit, <laughs> Katy Perry's hot, so you know whatever. Doesn't matter that she's not a tranny. Okay, that'll be a soundbite somewhere. Yeah, I know it. I also picked up the new chocolate orange Weisenbach from Terrapin. I know I mentioned that in the new releases. Uh, might have actually been as recently as last week if not then the week before and also got the 2014 Reserva American Wild Ale from Weyerbacher I honestly can't remember if I had had the 2014 before Uh, according to untapped I haven't but I have had Reserva before so I don't know I'll have to I'll have to look on the uh, beer tasting list and see if I added anything there for it tinyurl.com slash tasting. if you are wondering i need to add some stuff on there i've been lax again um oh yeah Scramps does have a point we're still talking about Katy perry in the chat now katie's ass was haw- awful in those pictures at the water park i do remember those pictures that those were those were not 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 flattering pictures there um but if you guys continue posting Katy perry pictures in the chat i will not complain whatsoever Um, and finally, I got my Utopia's glass. I, um, since I couldn't have it mailed directly to me here in Jersey, some law, uh, something having to do, I think, with freebies and beers or something like that. I don't know. Um, oh God, yeah. Oh, those were, those pictures were from when? Like a couple years ago? Just not flattering at all. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's. Another one of my favorites there, Dennis. And if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, all these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful pictures of Katy Perry and her just bountiful, delicious tits. Morelikeradio.com/slash live. (laughs) Holy shit. Dennis is going to go grab a Guinness, his first beer product in over a month. Slacking, man. Slacking. But yeah, I got the Utopia's. Jesus Christ! Okay, now that's that's not that's not it there, Alan. That 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 does not work for me there. Uh, maybe maybe there are some people in this chat that are into the, those kind of shenanigans, but not me, I say. Um, but yeah, I got my YouTube. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis, <laughs> if that was Dennis. Um, but I got my Utopia's glass. My uh, in-laws brought it up from uh, Florida with them. Had it mailed down to an address down there, and. It, I got to take a picture of it for the uh, Facebook uh, Facebook page. But uh, small glass, perfect, perfect serving size for the Utopias. I will finally be able to sit outside with my utopia cigar and some Utopias in the proper glass. And I don't know what you're talking about there, Scrams. Who's a liar? Not me. What? What? <laughs> I ain't saying shit. <laughs> but um, I've been amassing a pretty decent um, collection of boozy glassware these days and i've been drinking a lot more from glasses than bottles lately and actually in the facebook was it facebook group facebook group yes not page i don't know one or the other i asked people to kind of show off some of their favorite glassware and i've gotten a few uh few posts on there which some good stuff uh including some strange stuff but uh if you want to check that out the facebook page is facebook.com i'm sorry facebook group it is the group. God damn it. Facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. You can uh, check out some of that. Um, <laughs> brand. Well, not 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 direct co workers, like colleagues. Colleagues in the same, um, uh, business that I'm at, but not directly within my office. So that's fine, right? Probably. Eh. Uh, but, uh, since I've been pouring, um, you know, more beers into glasses lately, instead of drinking straight from the bottle, especially with all the growlers I've been getting, it kind of leads into this one article I picked up, I- I've been, um, taking notice of the different textures and levels of beer foam, depending on the beers that I'm, uh, that I'm pouring, and I-, I came across an article on craftbeer.com detailing the science of beer foam, um, so the first, bit, I'm I'm not going to delve into the hard science aspects. There was there was a lot of like really 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 sciencey shit. Um, let's see, go through this. There's there's a lot that I have to skim through with this. Um. <laughs> Fuck you, Red Sox! goddammit. Stupid fucking pirate! I hope Marianne poisons your lunch when she goes out to lunch with you or pokes your other eye out okay okay uh now i got the article up and okay so one there was one um one aspect apart from the (laughs) god damn it dennis yeah okay Uh, i'm not gonna comment uh I'm, i'm not not gonna get into nucleation, polypeptides and all that stuff you know the words that are tough to pronounce after a few beers, but the aspect of the article that really caught my eye that was more approachable for your average beer drinker didn't get too sciencey it was you know it had had to do with the visuals of the foam um, but certain variables that can affect how much head is on your beer and laugh it up, pirate, laugh it up um. Uh. So the first one they had here was beer clean glassware. Detergent or other cleaning agents that may be invisibly residing in a glass can decrease the formation of foam. Your glass should be thoroughly rinsed before being filled. Now, this is just good sanitary sense, I'd say. But I always make sure to do it these days, and I'll, I'll fully admit I used to be pretty lax with this. But, you know, even just visually, you don't want a cloudy glass. You want a nice crystal clear glass you don't want any other lingering flavors affecting, you know, affecting the flavor of your beer. I mean, even even if I'm going from one type of beer to another, I am I will still usually rinse my glass out. Um, that's why I have a feeling I may just end up drinking my Weizenbach, at least some of it from uh, the bottle tonight, because I'm not going to have a chance to rinse out this glass until break. Um Oh, and Brent is asking in the chat, what y'all drinking tonight? Right now, I am still drinking my uh, my banana split mix, uh, the Young's Double Chocolate Stout, and the uh, Wells Banana Bread Beer. Um, oh, Marianne's drinking water. Boo! Oh, Marianne's got to leave soon. That's okay. I, I appreciate you joining, Marianne. Uh, Scram says, finishing off his course summer brew. I know P-Rock said that was pretty decent for him. I, I was curious what you thought of it, too, Scrams. Um, I know I saw on, on Reddit, people bashing the shit out of it, but, and I was also, with that, I was curious about the, uh, the 10 ounce can size, but I guess from what I saw in the comments on Reddit, they're saying can sizes like that for certain beers are more prevalent down in the South. I wasn't aware of that, but I guess that's a thing. And, uh, Scram's also posted another, um, uh, image here in the chat, it having to do with keeping your beer glasses clean. I actually saw one of these things for the first time when I was at the Garden State Brew Fest. Uh, I think Carton Brewing actually had one of these at their stand. And it's basically, it's like a little platform that, I I'm, from what I remember, it like has a pressure plate on it. You put the glass down onto it, uh, uh, topside down, and it'll spray up into the glass uh, when you put the pressure plate down. Because there's, uh, you know, it you know, uh, plumbing and everything underneath it. It Actually a really cool thing. I wish I could have something like that, but Mm. not yet, not yet, but they obviously had a portable one. So maybe whenever I move, I can rig something like that into the studio and Scram is finishing off the 12 pack he bought a week ago. Okay. Yeah. I I'm, I'm guessing it's one of those kind of things where you're, you're killing yourself to finish it off. Kind of like I did with the, uh, the Strava the Bud Light Lime one, when I, bought that pack and realized why the hell did i buy all these uh ah dennis has guinness in his favorite mug i i do like that mug there sir um oh and scramps says all places that serve beer have those okay cool and well i i would say places that serve good beer probably you might have shitty joints that don't uh white ass brent has a bomber of flat earths f- god damn i can't even speak now Flat Earth's Northwest Passage IPA got the burned malt taste that he doesn't love to it. Ah, interesting. And I think I think I was actually reading about that IPA, um I don't know, recently. If it's got if it's got a burned malt taste to it, is it like more of a black IPA? Hmm. Uh, plus water is cool. Yeah, okay, yeah, scrams. craft friendly places and all brew houses. Yeah, so I mean like a place like that one gastro pub that i went to they i would assume they would have had something like that but you know not not your tgi fridays oh and scram said when i come to chicago we'll go eat at goose island yes sir oh i i have been just loving goose island stuff lately um brent says with the northwest passage ipa uh kind of a caramel taste to it you see, I, I, I can't see i can't see a caramel flavor going necessarily good with an ipa i'd try it but not like i get flat earth brewing out here anyway but i would try it eventually um okay let's see back to back to beer foam science stuff uh etched glassware now some glassware is etched on the bottom it creates an additional nucleation site nucleation you know just create the bubbles uh, bubbles cling to the etching, and they accumulate until they're buoyant enough to break free, rise to the top of your beer, replenishing the, the head at the top of the beer. I actually have a couple glasses that do have the etching on the bottom, you know, some, um, depending on where you're reading about it, they'll call it etching, they'll call them widgets, um, you know, widgets not unlike the um, nitro widget, you know, term that you'll see in a uh, can of Guinness, Uh, Let's see. My glass from Susquehanna Brewing has it. My new stout glass from Left Hand Brewing has it. It actually does make a difference. If you pour into a glass like that, you'll see, uh, especially if you have kind of side by side two different glasses, one with the etching, one without, you'll see the difference in the bubbles coming up. Uh, Let's see. Lipstick or chapstick? Certain waxes and compounds in lipstick and chapstick can block protein interactions and or poke holes in the bubble's protective protein skins, killing beer foam. Another reason to thoroughly rinse your glass. Even between fills, I, this is one reason I really do tend to do this between fills. My, my lips have a horrible tendency to get chapped, especially my upper lip due to my beard. So I'm constantly putting on Blistex and shit like that. The residue on your glass, it'll fuck up your next pour's head retention, plus it just kind of looks gross. So might want to, you know, clean your glass. Keep your glass clean. Um, Greasy or fatty foods, much like lipstick, fats from foods that are on your lips can pose a real detriment to your foam stability and overall length of life. Never really thought about this, but it makes sense. Uh, To be fair, I usually already cut through the head of my beer before I take a bite of food, and actually, these days, I rarely drink beers with my meals unless I'm doing some specific pairing I don't want to fuck up the food or the beer with an off-pairing, so I usually don't take the risk unless I kind of know where, what direction I'm going with that. Uh, Alcohol content. The alcohol, ethanol, in beer actually acts as a foam deterrent. So after 1% ABV, ethanol's ability to deter foam progressively increases with the alcohol content. This is why those higher, almost syrupy, high abv beers will end up a lot of the time with little to no head whereas a session level beers you got to make sure you pour those into a glass at an angle so you don't get a glass full of foam temperature temperature not only affects your perception of taste but also your beer's overall attractiveness the this is a word i'm going to fuck up the process of disproportionation yes is when smaller bubbles become absorbed by larger ones to create a spotty, blattery effect. This happens at higher temperatures, creating poorer foam in the glass as well as more overall foam in kegs. If you've ever poured a warm or warm-ish beer, you've probably seen it before. I, I've done it where it has that very spotty foam. It just doesn't look attractive in the glass. It almost... Think about if you you know had a bubble bath or something like that. The consistency of those bubbles there and how they break apart really easily and it's very choppy. It's not not very solid. You'll get ahead on your beer like that. For some reason, nut brown ales really seem to suffer from that with me. I don't know why. That seems to be the one type that does it to me though. Um, let's see. Uh, nitrogen, of course, nitrogen. Nitrogen has the unique And wonderful ability to produce a creamy, rich mouthfeel and a thick head. We all love thick head, don't we? Which produces a wonderfully drinkable and enticing experience. Uh, Mentioned disproportionation above. Wow, said it twice. And its relationship to temperature, but it also has to do with the solubility of uh, of a gas through liquid. See, I can say disproportionation, but I can't say gas. Figure that out. Nitrogen gas is not very soluble, so it produces many small bubbles that create a very creamy, stable head. This also explains the wonderful cascading reverse waterfall effect as the bubbles rise. Of course, Guinness on tap or in cans will display that awesome effect. All part of the drinking experience, like Dennis in the chat says, nitrogen is a must for Guinness. I've had Guinness from bottles where there's no nitro widget or anything like that. It's not the same. It is not the same. I will only only get Guinness on draft. I will only get Guinness in cans with the Nitro widget. Otherwise, it's just not worth it at that point. So, if you normally drink straight from the bottle or the can, switch it up from time to time and pour it, even if it's, I don't know, Coors Light, (coughs) (coughs) P-Rock, don't worry about having special glassware or whatnot. Any old glass will do in a pinch. Just make sure it's clean. It's clean. A, it, it's a different way to drink it. You, you get a little bit more uh, interaction with it. You get the aroma better from, you know other than from the can and from the bottle, things like that. I, I've said before, the, the mouth of the bottle, the mouth of the can, it's not enough to really let the aroma out for certain beers. Again, if you're drinking Coors Light, you're probably not worried about it that much, but try it. You never know. Might might actually improve it for you. Uh see if I can kill this off here. Uh, seriously, if if you get a chance, mix the banana bread beer, mix the Young's double chocolate stout in equal amounts. So damn good. Uh, I know that they're, they're they're probably done with those growlers uh, since uh, Memorial Day weekend's over. So I am gonna have to end up uh, getting a four pack of the Young's double chocolate stout. Get the four pack of the Wells banana bread beer, and just start may, maybe mi- just mix my own goddamn growler. Uh, speaking of the glassware, Brent says he wants to buy a perfect pint glass. He says it's gimmicky, but it looks cool. I've had the perfect pint glasses on my Amazon wish list for ages. I just haven't pulled the trigger on them yet. Um, it, it's weird that I actually bought the the left hand, that new stout glass, before I bought the perfect pint. I drink enough Sam Adams. I don't see why I haven't bought that yet. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll convince someone to get it for my my birthday which is coming up in a few months in case anybody's curious I know most of you don't give a shit but whatever if I could get a couple beer glasses out of the gig I'm not going to complain so a few new stories that I will get to before we head into break today this one affects some people that we know here uh, This is from Twin Cities Business. New laws impact Minnesota brewers, distilleries, and wineries. Relevant to guys like Mitch and Brent. It's a small, small step to improve the liquor laws in Minnesota, particularly regarding sales on Sundays. Now, Sunday sales didn't make the cut overall, which was kind of the point of it all, but uh, baby steps with this, I guess. Uh, New legislation... Still has implications for craft beer tap rooms, micro distilleries, farm wineries, and home brewers, among others. So let me crack open this beer. Um, crack it open with the Terrapin, Moonray, uh, Chocolate Orange Weizenbach. Mm. Okay, nice little citrus smell. Okay, that's actually pretty decent. Has that nice chocolate orange flavor. Um, so let me get in the article here. While a push to allow Sunday alcohol sales, including 64-ounce growlers at craft beer tap rooms, died following a heated debate this legislative session, the omnibus liquor bill that ultimately reached Governor Mark Dayton's desk does include some changes to Minnesota's liquor laws. Um, Let's see. It will benefit craft distilleries. Uh, Has to do with cocktail rooms. Uh... Let me see. Let me scroll through here. Has to do with cocktail room licenses. Um, it. You know what? Let me let me actually start. For some reason, this article is going like back and forth with certain things. Uh, new license that allows brewers to sell pints of their beer on-site tap rooms. The new liquor bill that Dayton recently signed allows for cocktail rooms which are essentially the craft distiller's version of a tap room. So the craft brewers could sell pints of beer at tap rooms after a uh, 2011 bill called the Surly Bill. Then this bill allowed for cocktail rooms, which are the craft distiller's version of it. Microdistilleries can dole out free samples of their liquor products to customers up to 315 milliliter pours per visitor per day, under the new law, municipalities may grant a new license to craft distillers that allows them to sell their products on the premises where they produce them for on-site consumption. Uh, as is the case with craft beer tap rooms, cocktail room license does not preclude the business from also operating an on-site restaurant. The law does, however, prohibit businesses from holding both tap room and cocktail room licenses. So you can't... It's got to be one or the other with that. Um T-Rock's throwing a hissy fit in WhatsApp about how he doesn't drink Coors Light. I could have swore he drank Coors Light. What the hell is he drinking? <laughs> oh, Jesus. i going to have to open WhatsApp and see this. Um, updated rules for craft beer tap rooms. Craft brewers banded together in an effort to begin selling growlers of beer on Sunday, and despite a 43-22 to 22 vote in the Senate to restore that stripped-out provision, it did not ultimately make it into the final bill. Um let's see (laughs) i don't drink coors light uh dennis says miller light Then you homo (laughs) i don't know that that that, those look like coors light cans in his hands in that picture uh (laughs) ah p-rock 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 poor guy listen to the red show wednesdays 9 to 11 come on it's a good show uh, the new law allows tap rooms to be open on Sundays, so that is a kind of a big deal there. Selling beer to the public that day, the same way Minnesota bars and brew pubs do, provided municipal consent. So, your mileage may vary depending on the town, I suppose. Uh, Steel Toe Brewing in St. Louis Park appears to be among the first to take advantage of the change. It announced on Facebook that it was open this past Sunday. Um... And actually, that would have been... Actually, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. There's a <ım999> slightly, slightly older article. Uh, like <speaking like Overwatch throat> article. Uh, Homebrewers, farm wineries, wine licenses for restaurants. Uh, so th- the big thing with this, really, was the tiny step getting closer to Sunday sales... Um, you know, with the tap rooms and everything, it, it, it's still, it's still a fucking bullshit blue law stuff. Sunday is not any more important than any other day of the week. I, I don't care. It, it, it's not your fucking day of rest. If, if your religion says day of rest, then okay, fine, but let the rest of us fucking buy beer. So, yeah, thank you, Brent. <laughs> Yeah, P-Rock is totally blaming me, like Dennis says, and me alone for forcing him to drink Coors Light. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and if you don't know what picture we're talking about, join the chat, More like slash live, and you'll see P-Rock, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, and drinking a seventh can of Coors Light. Yeah, he's, he's kind of going nuts there. Yeah, it's Coors Light summer brew, but it's still Coors Light, it counts fucking counts uh, if you remember last week I it was the last week or the week before I uh, everything all kind of blends together after a while I was talking about that new Duff beer showing up in Australia and I, just uh, how strange it was it was being brewed by a different US brewery than the one the um, that they served down in Universal which is from the Florida Beer Company but it's still apparently um licensed and all that well apparently the australian medical association is losing their shit over it completely um which i don't know it's kind of weird Uh, The head of the Australian Medical Association has labeled plans by Woolworths to stock new alcoholic product Duff Beer in their BWS and Dan Murphy stores as dangerous and increasing the social acceptability of alcohol misuse, AMA's outgoing chief Steve Hamilton said. People have been—oh wait, this would be an Australian
5: accent. And people have been watching The Simpsons for years, and this is really made product placement and dangerous exposure to people misusing alcohol. Sounds a little drunk himself. We've talked in the past about the effects of exposing young children to alcohol
1: advertising. Here it is in spades, referring to the Simpsons cartoon, which has been playing on Channel 10 for more than 20 years. So, of course, Woolworth's liquor group spokesman said, We have adhered to alcohol advertising codes and do not use the Simpsons characters in our stores. There will be no press, outdoor, or website advertising of the product. A pop-up bar devoted to the beer's debut is being held for seven days at the uh, Wooloo Bay Hotel in Sydney. I think little Matt might be able to help me uh, pronounce that a little bit better. Uh, And the product has a Facebook page. The spokesperson added that all materials have adhered to alcohol advertising codes. The AMA has repeatedly called for a parliamentary inquiry into alcohol advertising. Dr. Hambleton said research has shown underage drinking permanently impairs young people from being able to realize when they're intoxicated. Ugh. So basically, Duff Beer, which is a product from a animated series that is not a children's animated series it is clearly a series intended for adults is going to completely destroy the youth of Australia does that make sense <laughs> yeah dennis i know my I don't know if my impressions are getting better or worse. I honestly can't tell. I've been going through materials for best of going through my impressions and (laughs) can't fucking tell. I I hit the Australian accent on some words and then I just completely lose it on others and it turns into... I don't know. Uh, Well, for a more enlightened look at beer, let's head over to Ireland, of course. This is, from, okay, Dennis says, in my case, worst equals better. Thank you, sir. I will I will keep up with it. Uh, wish I could do an Irish accent. Might have to try it for this article. Uh, the drinks business, got this from there. Over 18s invited to get drunk for TV show. Now, ugh, excuse me. First off, th- reading through this, it didn't seem like it's an MTV style, hey, let's put a bunch of young people in a house and... Apply them with bottles of booze, and laugh at their poor decisions reality show. This actually seems like there's a scientific, almost educational aspect to it all. I get almost a Mythbusters vibe to it. They're they're saying it's science-based television. So, a new TV show which invites people to, quote, get drunk on camera in an attempt to, quote, explore, explain, and illustrate the effects of alcohol is to launch in Ireland. Oh, yeah, Dennis says... Uh, try sounding like a leprechaun. Yes, and I, I, I know, Brent, I do a great Asian impression, and I, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll have to figure that out. Uh, damn it, I don't think I have any, uh, I don't think I have any Asian stories today. I might just have to make it up. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, good, there are quotes in this article. Uh, the appropriately titled Drunk Television, which has been described by its creators as a science-based television series, is currently seeking people to take part in the show, marking what could be the next frontier of reality TV. Uh, The station said in a statement, you know what? Let me, if if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. Um, Here we go. Um, This should be fine. This should work. If I'm going to have an offensive accent, I might as well go the fucking full nine here country where getting
5: drunk is considered by some as a national pastime, the series will put out our commonly held perceptions and beliefs about alcohol under the microscope. Wow, I'm fucking awful. In a controlled environment, volunteers will be invited to drink and possibly get drunk in front of the cameras, while under the influence of alcohol. These volunteers would take on a range of specially designed tasks and challenges which will help the program explore, explain, and illustrate the effect of drinking on the body and mind And my pot of gold. Drunk will focus on facts and evidence, providing answers to a very wide range of questions, some seemingly silly and some deadly serious. How exactly does alcohol affect us in the short and long term?
1: kick back to the chat here just to make sure, uh... Oh, okay. Yeah,
5: Brent says it's only offensive people who actually listen to this shit. Good point. Good point. What does it do to our motor skills? Why do we get hangovers? Do beard goggles really exist? Is it a bad idea to mix your drinks? I can't roll my R's, apparently. How does alcohol affect your emotions? Well, it makes me cry a lot. Uh, your judgment or your sex life? What sex life? This series may not stop you from sending embarrassing drunken text. Yes, I send embarrassing drunken text, tweets, whatsapp, chats, everything. Um but it will help you understand why you did it. Why I did it? Well it's because I drank a fuckload of shit uh, in response to the show's calls for participants when Facebook user said
1: Science Oh wait, okay, hold on a second. This is this is gonna be a shitty person. Science, what a great idea for 17-year-olds, which must be the mental age of the dimwit who thought up this show, the executives who approved it, and the
4: drunks
5: who want the free booze you'll provide. What a disservice to the people of Ireland. Fucking cunt.
1: I'm assuming it's a woman, because it sounded like a woman.
5: Yeah, that... that,
1: that, that did come across kind of as dr evil scrams didn't it i I was getting something else out of that too and i i I couldn't quite peg what it was definitely wasn't irish which is a shame because i'm like half irish i can't even do a goddamn irish accent but eh, it was a bad it was a bad impression so dennis enjoys it uh the show is set to broadcast on ireland's rte2 later this year presented by how the fuck do you pronounce that name uh egan mcdermott E O G H A N Egan. I'm assuming. So sounds it sounds like an interesting show if they kind of keep it to the science aspects of it, uh, experimentation. Don't don't turn it into a fucking real world. That's the worst thing they could do with it. Keep it keep it fun like Mythbusters is, and I think it may be a little bit more successful there. Ah. Uh. Well, you know what. I uh, got one more one more bit. This, this is more having to do kind of with uh, Irish stuff, but this has to do with the Irish pubs in New York City. This is from Cranes, New York. The article entitled, if I can fucking find it, uh, Last Call for the City's Irish Pubs. Apparently, um, there has been a problem. Uh, they say rising tastes, rents, and a wave of upscale taverns have left the old line bars Tapped out. Uh, oh god! I just realized fucking pun. God damn it. Mm. And yeah, Dennis is right. I might be high, half Irish, but my alcoholism makes up for that by being twice Irish. Thank you, sir. Uh, and I keep losing the goddamn article. Um, let's see. It starts off here. The Blarney Rock Pub on West Thirty-Third Street was doing brisk business at lunchtime one day earlier this month. A savvy regulars avoided food choices like the eight-dollar tuna melt sandwich cold in the middle and drowning in cheese oh come on that sounds fucking delicious in favor of downing $5 bottles of bud three years ago the pub just a block east of Penn Station and Madison Square Garden got a shot in the arm when next door rival Hickey's Bar closed after 44 years in business the rent got jacked and the owner walked away said Tim Tully who has stood behind the bar at the Blarney Rock for 11 years so basically going through this article a lot uh, there are a lot of factors that are contributing to the disappearance of your old style irish pubs in new york city which which is kind of a shame but you can kind of understand it in a way too it, it, factors like rising rent obviously that's a, a big thing right there but then you get changing tastes too and a lot of this i i you can probably point at the goddamn hipsters for that just uh, fu- fucking up everything, you know. what? you don't have PBR here. Ooh, I'm, me and my mustache are gonna leave. Um, let's see. Uh, in addition to rising rents, Irish pubs are being killed off by changing tastes. Sales of that Irish bar mainstay Guinness Stout have flattened in recent years as younger consumers turn to locally made micro brews. Guinness in the U.S. had a difficult year in 2013 as a result of what its owner, London-based conglomerate Diageo, dryly described as increased competition from new entrants in flavored beer. And that 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 seems kind of a snide way of putting it, you know. It, I I enjoy Guinness for what it is. Is it my favorite stout? God no. I I have I you know better stouts, better Irish stouts. Guinness is a good standby for me, but the competition. You know, there, there's so much variety out there now. Uh, yet even pub owners who try to modernize by adding boozy craft beers or better food find it's often not easy to overcome the perception that their places should offer a certain kind of experience and above all do it cheaply uh, given th- the type of cuisine and the prices people expected. Irish bars no $18 cocktails which help boost margins the numbers just can't add up said Faith Hope Consolo chair of the retail group at real estate broker Douglas Elliman it's rough for Irish bars right now so apparently the uh, most successful pub owner in the city is as a result kind of dialing down the Irish elements of the pub Um they've they've added food like a $15 ahi tuna burger with pickled ginger and wasabi aioli i mean that doesn't sound like irish pub fare stuff like fried calamari uh they have 32 available stouts from us microbrewers and it it is it is a matter of kind of having to change with the times i mean you you do you do want a you you do want a pub experience if you want to go to an if you go to an Irish pub you almost kind of expect a hole in the wall kind of place but then you expect the hole in the wall prices too and those things don't match up and everything Irish pubs have had to undergo a facelift because of it um, not, let's see I want to backtrack here who this person is Martin Whelan whose parents ran Maggie's Place on East 47th Street has built a mini-empire of nine pubs, including Stout NYC on West 33rd. Uh, and that, that's where they had the Ahi Tuna Burger, the fried calamari, stuff like that. And he said, 15 or 20 years ago, a bartender could open a place with a friend. Not now. Um, let's see. Upscale downtown establishments. New kids in the block are trying to shake up Irish bars. No, 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 not the boy band. Thank God, because that would be a very awful bar. Uh, James Morrissey, a 27-year-old nightlife promoter from Dublin, plans to open a pub on East Houston Street later this month called the Late Late Bar and Spirit Grocery. Now, the fact that this guy is from Dublin, I can respect this a little bit more. The name nods in the direction of an Irish talk show from the early 60s on which divorce and other taboo subjects were openly discussed. The bar's decor is designed to evoke an Irish residence from that time. The menu will focus on craft beers and cocktails and the Guinness will be served in crystal goblets with a mint leaf on top, which is the style in Nigeria, apparently now Irish pubs here are based on stereotypes Mr. Morrissey said we want to disrupt that model that is true when you think Irish pub you're thinking rousing sing-alongs and stuff like that the last time I was at a what felt to me at least to be an authentic Irish pub it was it had to have been at least 15 years ago Windsor Ontario back when I still lived in Michigan and I was trying to look it up. It's not the Kilt and Fiddle, because I know that's a much newer place. That one actually opened last year. I don't even remember if I had a beer back then, because I wasn't really drinking beer. But a bunch of us passed around this amazing Cuban cigar we bought there. And If I remembered who I was there with, I'd just ask them. But again, it was 15 years ago, and my memory sucks. For all I know, the place is closed now. So if anybody that was actually with me that night is listening to the show and remembers where the hell we went... Let me know, cause I, if it's still open, I'd love to go back there next time I'm in Michigan. Um, and it, it, going back to hipsters and beards and mustaches. Let's see, uh, Scram says some of the guys here at M.L.R. are the only reason I tolerate beards. Otherwise, beards and mustaches are equally hipster nowadays. Yep, that that is true. Especially if if you're if you're wearing the beard and you're wearing you know plaid shirts, uh, kind of like Punchy does. You might be. Oh God. See, I, this this should be Punchy's new stand up routine. He he should do a "You Might Be a Hipster." Come on, that would be a hit. It worked for Jeff Foxworthy. Why not? Uh, Scrams. I got that manly men rock beards, but so do one hundred and thirty pounds, six foot tall, skinny jean wearing or skinny jean wearing faggots. See me. the The reason. What the fuck? Why am I getting a Why am I getting a call on my phone from Maryland? That's creepy. Uh, reject call. Okay. Um, but the reason I continue to grow facial hair, I mean, I I used to just kind of go goatee, but now I just go full beard because if I go clean shaven, I look like I'm about 17, 18, which I, I'm, I'm well past those years. Uh, I think I pull off a beard decently. I don't grow a big bushy beard like Mitch does and Mitch pulls it off well too and he doesn't look hipster. But um <laughs> Yeah, it was probably you know, They were offering me a job at seven o'clock at night, Brent. No, 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 no. Now if they if they if they really need to get a hold of me in Maryland? I don't know. If they really need to get a hold of me, they'll uh they'll leave me a voicemail. It was probably a telemarketer. Even though I'm on the goddamn do not call list, motherfuckers. Uh, phone just crashed. Yeah, if anybody uh if anybody's using uh Liquid Smooth, the Kit release on their phone and you know how to get rid of the uh Android system UI crashes, uh, I'd appreciate you letting me know because nobody on um, Android forums seemed to know. But uh, let me get back to the article see if there was anything else. There was actually, there was a comment at the end of the article and it it, it was a pretty good one. Um, Thomas, uh, Thomas who owns the Blarney Rock Pub, uh, Tom Dwyer, He said, I've owned the Blarney Rock Pub since 1969 when our beers were a dime and shots were a quarter. Over the first 30 years, we did not change our operation much. We moved our steam table operation. Uh, Then in 2010, in answer to changing trends that you wrote in your article, we did do a minor renovation. Then in 2013, we completed a major renovation with the addition of our open-air rooftop bar and grill. Times are changing and so are we. And that's basically it. I I think a a lot of the, the pubs just became stagnant. And didn't want to change at all with the times, and people just kind of left them by the wayside. So, gotta gotta change with it, otherwise, you fucked. Uh, after the break, I got a couple things. Uh, having to deal with hangovers. A uh, nice article from Wired.com: Everything science knows about hangovers and how to cure them. And then a uh, little IndieGoGo group. Supposedly, uh, they've created the first hangover-free alcohol, which uh, I, I I don't know. Why not? It's interesting. So I'll be back. Uh, very. Br- Ooh, am I still play- Am I still fucking playing Irish music? God damn it! <laughs> I'm a radio professional here. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll be back in a bit here on Alcohol by Volume on More Like Radio.
2: Alcohol by Cheers. Volume, Kevin Show. Oh, hey, today hey. hey. of the show. Hey, hey. more like hey. radio, hey. less like crap. Want more alcohol
0: by volume? Because I'm
1: kind of drunk for this That's shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page facebook.com slash NLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at NLR underscore alcohol. I find
4: your drunkenness very unappealing. I
0: am drunk or I wouldn't be talking to you.
4: The newest episodes of Talk Radio Meltdown air first on More Like Radio. Listen to new episodes every Friday starting at 4 p.m. Eastern at morelikeradio.com. More Like Radio has a lot of great shows, including ours. Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. Listen in at morelikeradio.com.
3: Hey smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors, ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. Wednesday night at
4: 11 p.m., Tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do
5: the bit.
4: <sighs> Alright, you're such a diva now that you have your own show. With guest host Punchy, Greenway... And whoever else shows up on Skype, or in Fox's creepy basement studio.
5: The smell of cum and beer doesn't make it creepy.
4: Maybe not, but the fleshlight
5: does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite, thank you very much.
4: What are the anal beads for?
5: Can you just do the bit? Ugh,
4: fine. Jesus,
5: and you wonder why people get Marianne to do the audio bits.
4: out Radio, live, every Wednesday night, from 11pm Eastern, on More Like Radio. This is it, the
3: apocalypse. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic, a drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem.
0: I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of Peace, at any income level. That's what we do here. We're
3: all about olive branches. (laughs) No, you're a
0: fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden,
3: okay? (laughs) (laughs) One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are.
0: Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so.
3: Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends.
0: We don't give a fuck. I hope (laughs) you relapsed. Burn
3: in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you? I meant no. I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end
0: your life. <laughs> now, get <off> <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my
5: pal. Mr. Turtle, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as
3: good as the Shy Kids podcast?
0: I ain't never made it through a whole episode. Ask Mr. Owl.
2: Mr. Owl,
3: how many hosts does it take to make
2: a podcast as good as the Shy Kids Podcast? Let's find out. A one, a two, a three. Three.
0: How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids Podcast? The world
2: may never know. I said three, motherfucker. The Shy Kids Podcast. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, at morelikeradio.com.
5: You know, the way at the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering is it prejudice to not make fun of like all of the countries? You going for it. We'll name check every country on the show. That way no one can be mad about us. I could do Swedish. Oh yeah, Birdy cool. Birdie birdie. How <laughs> to the Italians? Papa the poofy. Papa to poofy. Okay. To the Mexicans. Hey, hey, Amen. <laughs> uh Spain. <laughs> uh Singapore.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
3: Australians? Cockleck. No. You big loop are you? No, that sounds That's like an or something.
5: <laughs> That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. O.S.W. Review. All Irish, all racist. <laughs>
3: Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend.
2: Ollie? Ollie, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, Ollie, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, Ollie, it's, uh, it's really
5: boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? <laughs>
3: uh, wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me.
2: What are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm coming, Daddy Klarberg. Daddy I just want to say that this
5: snowstorm is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go back in the house, Rorschach, because the sound effect is about to
4: run out. Hey guys, it's Halz from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to two Eastern Time, right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio, Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on MorelikeRadio.com.
0: If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before. Pro wrestling, meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today. Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com.
4: Cousin Joe
0: Show. Now, I know what a crack vial is because there was one time I went to go score Coke and this guy in Patterson asked for Coke and he goes, all right. And like usual, they got it all set up great. They got fucking... They got all their... They're like fucking 14-year-old kids on bicycles riding around the corner to flag the dealer if the cops are around. Like, just as lookouts while I'm parked and the guy goes in the apartment or whatever and gets the shit. Comes out with these vials of... It looks like salt. And I'm like, what is this? It was... It's coke, and the way he looked at me and said it, I'm like, I'm not arguing with this guy. I'm not. I'm just gonna pay, take it. And I tried and crack. I didn't realize until um, like two minutes later. I'm like, why is my nose getting clogged with shit? I'm like, oh wait, this isn't coke. This is these are crack rocks. But they were, <laughs> they were, they look like like sea salt. They're like fucking. <laughs> so you just you got overcharged. I remember I went to go crack. get a haircut right after that, and I was looking in the barber shop. You went to go get a haircut on coke. <laughs> I did no, everything no. I called hey, back then. It, it was crack. It was just part of my day. What it are you talking about? Them out. I remember looking in the mirror going like, shit, I hope, because they started to fall out of my nose. <laughs> 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 You're the only
2: motherfucker
4: I've ever heard that tried to sniff crack.
0: <laughs> Tune in to the Cousin Joe Show live, Thursday night, 7 to 10 on More Like Radio. A tub of blood stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness more like
2: radio.com other internet radio stations are gay hey buddy can i get a triple shot of espresso over ice
1: yeah we don't do over ice huh to preserve the beans integrity
2: the ice will compromise the flavor store policy so oh okay uh so why don't you just uh, draw me a triple shot of espresso very good anything else yeah a cup of ice I'm not doing that. I'm just looking for the jolt, man. I'm just trying to get it into my body as quickly and efficiently as possible so life feels like it's worth living for two hours. Flavor is secondary to the buzz. Don't you get it? You're just a drug dealer. No ice. So what happened next? What do you mean? I I, I drove home and I poured it over ice myself. Oh, so... It all worked out in the end. No, it didn't. I, you know, I still had to deal with that condescending idiot and comply <laughs> right, right. What the integrity of the bean. Are you kidding me? There was <laughs> a time where I would have went five easy pieces on that guy. I would have just unleashed a tidal wave of rage. Right. Well, you've changed, and, you know, it's good for you, man. Is yeah. it good, though, Ken? I mean, think about it. How good would it have felt to just unload on that guy? Got it. Right. But I'm sober, and if you yeah. act like an asshole when you're sober, uh, you're just an asshole. I mean that—that's uh-huh. my own issue. I don't know why I get off on being out of control, but I was always like that when I was a kid. My my heroes were always drug addicts. You know, Lenny Bruce, William Burroughs, uh, Keith Richards, <laughs> Shannon Hoon, Blind Melon, Shannon Hoon from Blind. I don't. I, uh, well, I, I'm just trying to keep up. Well, look. I mean, what I'm know. trying to say yeah. is that I don't. I don't miss booze and drugs, I miss the chaos, I miss the war stories, I miss partying all night, (laughs) just pushing the umbrella, I miss miss, playing chicken with my sanity, and then the sun comes up, dawn breaks, and you feel victorious, just because you lived through it, I mean, you can't feel that kind of high unless you're completely out of control, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Welcome to hour number two of Alcohol by Volume here on More Like Radio. Phone number to call in eight six two three four five seven one two five. It's eight six two Alcohol, and you can Skype in at Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of promotion here for um, one of the original Hippo Juicers. Is that a is that a proper term there? I don't know, but uh, if if you um, if you've listened to Dutch and Royce and uh, Hippo Juice lately, you might be familiar with a web series called Welcome to Tates. Well, uh, Nathan, one of the original Hippo Juice guys, uh, he's trying to get this thing going uh, via Kickstarter. Uh, let's see, they got 96 backers right now. They got seven days to go on this. They're trying to reach. Six thousand five hundred twenty-five dollars. They are currently at five thousand three hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Like I said, seven days to go. So they gotta have it pledged by Wednesday, June fourth. If you are interested in checking this out, go to welcometotates.com. The uh, the teaser they have up for it it looks fantastic. If you're if you're into comic books. You will love this. Uh, really well produced. Looks really great. Check it out. Welcome to tates.com. Uh, toss, a, toss a few bucks Nathan's way. I, I, I donated myself. Um, there's some some good perks here, like uh, $20. Um, oh, and uh, the, the $20 one that I uh, did is all gone. But there's another one, um, region-free DVDs of Welcome to Tates, complete with exclusive cover art. Um, 15 bucks, you get DRM-free 1080p downloads of each episode. So, I mean, check it out. Welcome to tates.com. You will not be disappointed. Help Nathan out because he is, he is one of us. He is one of us. Um, so before the break, I mentioned... Oh, did I get a, Oh, I did get a text. Damn it. Why does my wife wait to text me until after I'm off break? Uh, I'll figure it out. Um... I'll have to figure out how to text and talk at the same time. I am not good at this. Let's see. Wired.com, everything science knows about hangovers and how to cure them. Uh, I, I've talked about hangovers, well, <laughs> rather frequently. And a lot of it I go into hydration. Hydration is the big thing. You don't want to get dehydrated. You get dehydrated, that's when you're going to get the hangover. Um Text for
5: shredded chicken, soft tacos, fresco style, and one chili cheese burrito. There we go. Okay, I'm done. So, uh, how does the article go here? The light coming
1: in through the window is so. There. You'd kill for a glass of water, but die if it came with food. Your guts are in full rebellion. Whatever happens next is going to happen in the bathroom. I have been there. You guys have probably been there many, many a time. Um. <laughs> what the fuck was going on there? I saw something, I, I think, with a hippo. I don't know. Ah. Um. You, my friend, have a hangover. You can take heart in the fact that you're not alone. Some 77% of all drinkers report suffering from them. The scientific term for the other 23% is jerks. But here's the amazing part. The underlying cause of your suffering remains a mystery. What causes a hangover, nobody really knows, says epidemiologist Jonathan Howland. And what can you do about it? Nobody knows. Everybody's been trying to create hangover cures, it, it, probably just as much as they try and create that magic diet pill to just burn the fat away. They try and create that magic hangover pill so that you can drink until your liver is completely shriveled and dead but not be hungover the next morning. And just like the diet pills, it, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Although, um, the thing I got coming after, up after this... Supposedly a uh, Kickstarter with the first hangover-free alcohol. We'll see. Um, in the mid-2000s, Howland, then a professor of community health services at the Boston University School of Public Health, partnered with Damaris Rosenau, an alcohol and drug abuse researcher at Brown University, to look at how hangovers relate to the ability to perform a job We were interested not so much in hangover as a cluster of symptoms, but in impairment the day after heavy drinking. Well, come on. You know what? It's like Doug Stanhope said. Don't get shit-faced on the weekend. If you're going to drink, do it during the week. It's not like, you know, you have anything important to do at work, right? Just uh, kind of paraphrasing there. So over the past five years, AHRG, the Alcohol Hangover Research Group, They put out research to reveal that pretty much everything anyone has ever told you about the causes of hangovers is wrong or at least unproven. Now, the first thing they covered here was dehydration. I found this kind of interesting, but believe me, I'm still drinking water when I drink. Well, except on Tuesday nights because I'm stupid and I just
5: drink beer while I'm doing the show.
1: They say, take dehydration. Sure, it makes sense. Alcohol suppresses the antidiuretic hormone vasopressin, which ordinarily keeps you from peeing too much. Plus, if you're drinking booze, you're probably not drinking water, although you should be. <laughs> but in dehydrated people with hangovers, levels of electrolytes don't differ too much from baseline controls. And when they do, they don't correlate with hangover severity. That actually kind of surprises me that they they studied that, and yeah. Uh, Some scientists have pointed to uh, acetaldehyde, a uh, demonstrably toxic byproduct of ethanol breakdown in the body. It's a nice theory, but it turns out hangover symptoms are at their worst when those levels are actually low. So another possible explanation for severity of hangovers, low blood sugar. Dehydration itself may not cause hangovers, but it does cause glucose levels to drop. Body compensates by turning to other sources of energy which can then cause the hangover-like symptoms. But if low blood sugar were the problem, administering glucose and fructose should be the solution. And it's not. Sugar doesn't help the morning after. You can eat as many donuts as you want. Ain't going to help you. They say a more likely culprit is actually high blood sugar. (laughs) Consuming ethanol with glucose turns to ele- turns out to elevate lactate levels, and one study shows the presence of lactate makes hangovers worse, so those warnings about sweet drinks may have something to them. So the sweeter the drink, the potential for the worse hangover. Um, so let's see. Despite the cloud of misinformation, the AHRG has been able to pin down some basics. Get your blood alcohol concentration above... Um, and odds are you'll be hungover the next day. Okay, safe bet. Uh, Symptoms will peak about 12 to 14 hours later when your blood alcohol content is back or near zero. Uh, There does seem to be some truth to the notion that vodka delivers less of a hangover than red wine or whiskey, and I will will attest, red wine, with the exception of uh, pitchers of Budweiser and uh, flavored vodkas, red wine gives me the worst hangover headaches in the fucking world um oops what the hell did I just do
5: um uh,
1: boom okay uh, uh comparison of people who drank enough bourbon or vodka to get between .1 and .15 blood alcohol content which is super drunk by the way showed that all of them got hangovers but the bourbon drinkers reported theirs as significantly worse so interesting, interesting uh, idea there um <laughs> Just amused at the chat right now with the uh shitting hippo gif. And if you're not in there, more like radio.com slash live. Um Let's see. AHRG's researchers have begun to converge on a promising theory about what really causes hangovers. Okay, this is this is the important stuff. So listen up. Namely, they are an inflammatory response like what happens when we get an infection. A team in Korea noticed that hangovers are accompanied by elevated levels of molecules called cytokines, which are used as communication signals by the immune system. If you inject those into a healthy subject, the person will start to have all kinds of familiar-sounding symptoms, including nausea, gastrointestinal distress, headache, chills, and fatigue. Potentially even more interesting, higher-than-normal cytokine levels also interfere with memory formation, which might account for ethanol-related lapses in recall as well. So, these molecules, these cytokines, might be the key to the whole hangover solution. Although, probably wouldn't solve that awful third hangover movie. (laughs) Uh, Wait, was there a third one? Or am I thinking of the second one that was bad? Second and third one bad? I don't know. I enjoyed the first one. Fuck the other two, one, whatever. I don't know. Uh, If cytokines are the key to hangovers... That would suggest a simple and profound approach to treatment that is if the mechanism of hangover is an inflammatory response as to a wound or illness, then maybe anti-inflammatories are the way to dispel it. Uh, the article writer says he takes a couple of ibuprofen before bed after a long night of drinking. I have a tendency to do that too, although it's often when I've woken up in the middle of the night to have to piss, then I grab ibuprofen. Um. Let's see if there are any other tips in here uh, let's see somebody else Richard Olson a neuroscientist at UCLA god damn I'm sweating crazy here at UCLA studies alcohol use uh, studies a range of blood alcohol concentrations you get from zero to a couple of drinks uh, thinks the key is a neurotransmitter a molecule that neurons use to talk to each other <laughs> he's looking at aminobutyric acid okay this is getting too fucking sciencey here uh, let's see. Somebody else was saying, uh, herbs from China. Traditional medicine, one claimed, had an effect on alcohol called hovenia. Been used in Asia for 500 years. Um, uh, lab purified the plant. Uh, team had an ingredient that acted on the right receptor. It turned out to be a flavonoid, a common molecular family. Jesus Christ. Okay, this is getting ridiculously science here. Um... Well, basically, I, I think I think the important part of this article was that it, it a hangover could potentially be an inflammatory response. So if that's the case, anti-inflammation may, you know, ibuprofen or whatever, you know, take a few of those before you go to bed for the night, could diminish that hangover in the morning. And I have a feeling I'm taking a couple tonight. Jesus Christ, because I, ugh, ugh. I want to make sure I'm fresh and... Uh, Fresh-Faced? Wait, I don't know. Whatever, for work tomorrow morning. I got to fucking run in the morning as usual. Uh, Is the Rangers game on tonight? I believe it is. Let's see here. Uh, Yes, 8 o'clock. Uh, it's going to be on NBCSN. Rangers looking to finish up the series against the canadians they lead 3-1 in their series they win this game they are off to the stanley cup finals for the first time since 1994 to probably 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 face the uh los angeles kings who uh won the cup uh, a couple years ago so see what happens with that uh eight o'clock uh okay good what happened in last night's game uh, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> let, me, let me bring up TSN. Let's uh let us let, let, read a little bit of this here. Um.
5: Uh, dun,
1: dun, dun. Oh, Kings beat Blackhawks to take three one series lead in Western Conference Final. Uh, and the home crowd eventually serenaded his team off the ice for intermission. Oh God, yeah. And, uh, the ovation started after the Los Angeles Kings third goal in sixteen minutes to open Game Four of the Western Conference final.
5: Oh uh, what was what was the final score? What? Chicago Oh no. Oh five to two. Oh, oh what happened to Corey Crawford? I mean it, it can't it can't be Crawford's fault, right?
1: Let's let's look up his stats here. Uh what what's his uh what is uh stats looking like for the uh for the playoffs here.
5: Oh no.
1: His oh his goals against are 2 3 4 and his save percentage is 918. I think his save percentage this series has been below
5: 900. Oh 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 that's ooh oh that's not good. Oh oh oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, Scram.
1: Scra- Scram's is still Scram's is still holding by the holding by the Blackhawks. And i will I'll say this, it would it wouldn't be the first time Blackhawks came back from a three one deficit. <laughs> I I've been at the at the wrong end of that, so I don't know. Sorry, kitty if I'm jinxing the kings here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Blackhawks have won two cups in the last four years, but let's see the Red Wings, oh let's see, since ninety seven that would be one, two, three. Oh, four cups since ninety uh, seven. So uh, pretty good there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, I, I I have nothing against Corey Crawford. I think he's a serviceable goaltender. I don't think he's elite like some people might say he is. Um, yeah, Brent says weak spot with his glove side. Anything high scores. And the, the problem is it, the moment the Blackhawks go down two goals... Uh, the defense kind of pinches a bit more, and yeah, <laughs> Crawford has a weak spot. It's four feet tall and six foot wide. Oh, okay, that's a good point, there. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to be that harsh, but you know, if you if you want to do that, um, uh, okay. Scrams doesn't like Crawford. Mm. He he he's an average goaltender at best. I I don't. I wouldn't say he's the worst goaltender to win the cup in like the past ten years. That. Uh, that would be uh, Marc-Andre Fleury uh, probably followed very closely by Antoniemi but uh, yeah Marc-Andre Fleury though he Penguins won that cup in spite of him I don't know Osgood was better than him that series I said it I'm an Osgood supporter fuck all y'alls but uh, back to hangover stuff um I got this from thedrinksbusiness.com. Students invest, uh, yeah, invest. Students invent first hangover-free alcohol. Um, Three U.S. college students have claimed to invented uh, to have invented the world's first alcoholic malt beverage capable of preventing a hangover. Uh, Prime, a malt beverage with an ABV of 5%, was developed by three students who say its consumption alongside alcoholic beverages will not stop the drinker from getting intoxicated or hinder their buzz, but will stop the next day's hangover. Now, they have an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign to help them raise funds. Um, Let's see. When the article was written, it said they've raised $515 of their $20,000 target. Let's see what they got right now. They got... Uh, let's see. When I checked earlier today, they had 1500 Now they have 1522 $10 of that is mine. <laughs> I said, fuck it, why not? Um, if you're interested in it, uh, it's uh, indiegogo.com slash projects slash prime dash the dash hangover dash preventing dash supplement. Just look up on Indiegogo Prime, the hangover preventing Supplement. Um, let's see if there's uh, more in the article here explaining how Prime works the crowdfunding page reads Prime has the amino acids and biochemicals your liver needs to naturally break down acetaldehyde and prevent it from harming your body also has the electrolytes needed to keep you hydrated and the vitamin B complex to prevent next day headaches Prime only breaks down the toxic byproducts of alcohol metabolism and not the alcohol itself now this kind of goes a little bit contrary to that last article I read so um Got to wonder with that. Uh, other products and supplement form currently on the market which claim to prevent a hangover. However, this is believed to be the first which combines hangover prevention with alcohol. Now, the weird thing about this article is it makes it sound like it's a drink. And when I went on to the Indiegogo page, it's clearly not a drink. Um, what the fuck? Uh, why is there no fucking... Description on the site now, Jesus Christ. There was there was a lot more on this page when I uh, when I checked it out before. Uh, story. Here we go. Uh, basically they they're packets that you can mix in with stuff. So like for instance, they have prime mixed in with lemonade and vodka. Um. Prime works best when consumed in one in four drinks. Tests have shown a 70% reduction in acetaldehyde levels as well as a 90% reduction in hangover symptoms. Now, they're doing tests here. Um, And actually, they went so far as to say that tests show that if you're smoking cigarettes, Prime should be a greater percentage of your nightly drinks as smoking makes it less effective. Okay. But basically, these are packets of Prime and... um, as little as five dollars on the indiegogo oh shit they're actually wow i think uh i must have had a uh cashed page up because now they're up to 1852 mm. am, am i promoting them well i don't think so um five dollars will get you one packet not for four drinks ten dollars will get you two packets twenty dollars get you three and some other stuff uh, funding uh, will be able to put Prime in the reach of every potential partygoer by delivering Prime in easy-to-use, single-serving containers. These small and discreet packages are easy to bring virtually anywhere. They can fit in your purse, pant pocket. They say your fanny pack, but seriously, don't. Yeah, who has fanny packs anymore? Probably our parents, sadly. So they actually did do serious testing with this. Um... Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I missed some stuff in the chat here. Yeah, yeah, Brent. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am kind of ADD here.
5: Uh, King here on the coast. Uh, burn. Last night's loss. Red, uh, uh Final sucking cock. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, President's trophy scrams, not President's cup. Boo, boo!
1: Inaccurate, boo. Okay, no more, no more hockey there. Uh, the test that they used, they used a reagent test to see the levels of acetaldehyde. I, I, I know I'm mispronouncing that. Whatever. In the test subject before and after heavy drinking, people of similar height and weight drink the same amount with prime introduced in their system. Uh, they were able to see a decrease in toxicity, but did not have a quantifiable amount. Uh, they had chemical testing. Uh, they had more precise chemical data. They, they used gas chromatography. Jesus Christ. Uh, third test, introspective individual study. We gave people prime and got them very, very drunk. Half of the people had a placebo. The rest were given the actual supplement. The following morning, they were asked to complete surveys rating their levels of discomfort from 1 to 10, 1 being I'd never felt better, and 10 being I feel like I was just hit by a massive truck. The average discomfort reported from the experimental group was 2.6. The average discomfort from the placebo group was 7.8. So that is kind of interesting. Uh, They also say we'd like to take this moment to say we're really, really sorry for the people we gave hangovers on purpose, all in the name of science. Um, Prime only prevents hangovers, doesn't stop your liver from getting fucked up, uh, will not keep you from making regrettable decisions or going home with questionable people. It will not keep you from throwing up on your roommate's cat. Although, to be fair, your roommate's cat probably did deserve it. Will not allow you to drive after drinking a few beers. Please do not drink while pregnant, and please enjoy it responsibly. Yeah, good idea here. So it's actually it's uh, three college students that are doing this um, Marlo Miller, Walter Thornburg, and Andrew Shrout. And um, they. Uh, it, i'm i'm gonna try this i mean uh, i could you know experiment with it uh, shit experiment with it on a show night you know add it into one of my drinks and kind of see how i feel in the morning I, I i very rarely get hang um hangovers unless i really really overdo it but i do still feel kind of sluggish in the morning so see how this works provided the uh the kickstarter goes through like i said, Ugh. They've they've got nineteen days left and they are still about eighteen thousand shy of their goal. So if you want to check it out, Indiegogo Prime, the hangover preventing supplement. Um What the fuck? Too loud upstairs. God damn it, dude. Mm. Um and I guess I can do one more one more subject. God, I'm about to take off my shirt here, but I'm not going to because I'm not on camera and you guys can't enjoy it. The uh, the uh, midsection flab that I have, ooh, yeah, you want to see that on camera, don't you? Got this from Thrillist. Why your beer doesn't taste right, the most common off-flavors explained. Now, typically, the, the, the one off flavor that most beer drinkers have probably experienced, especially if you stick to your your regular macro brews, you know, Bud Light and stuff like that. You've probably encountered a skunked beer at some point or another. That's your common one. But your craft beers, there's a bit of a variety. Wow. Damn, this beer really sweat. A coaster is very wet. Ooh, I rhymed. Ha ha. Um, but there, there are a lot of different off flavors, and y- given the variety of yeast, variety of hops, just variety of methods used with craft beers, there's a lot more that can go wrong. And, of course, you know, a lot more ways that you're, <laughs> I'm not doing a four-hour show tonight, Brent, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, yeah, it's okay, scrams, I know, the President's Cup is a thing, it's just not a hockey thing. <laughs> um... <laughs> <sighs> sorry brent i don't know eh, I'm, I'm getting old i can't do the four-hour shows anymore especially not by myself uh if it was like on a friday night or something you know because i don't i don't think there's anything else on fridays right i mean I, I know talk radio meltdowns on there um i know high society radio uh i think that's it for fridays right probably um if i had like two or three other people to handle the stream yeah four hour show is a piece of cake not tonight though guys so let's uh go into some of these common off flavors before i get into the new uh beer releases and reveals for the week like i mentioned um the prototypical off flavor skunked beer that's when uh, beer gets exposed to light, UV rays. They create a photochemical reaction with the hops that creates a smell that's equal parts wet animal and flatulence. Yes, I am pulling this from the article. Now, you'll you'll notice most beers nowadays are in brown glass bottles and they help stop that reaction. That's why. Green and clear bottles, those are especially problematic. If you are buying a beer in a clear bottle or a green bottle and it's been near a window in the shop, oh, don't fucking buy it. It um, says so companies that stick to clear green glass are rumored to actually account for skunking in their flavor profile. A good way to understand this flavor is to pour a good craft pilsner into two glasses, leave, oh, excuse me, leave one in direct sunlight for a few minutes. The difference is noticeable that quickly. Now, probably I think the only beer that I somewhat regularly drink out of a clear bottle is um, Innocent Gun. And usually when I find that, it, it, it's not being exposed to UV light. So I, I've never run into a skunked Innocent Gun. Um, I think I think it was a Japanese beer that I had one time that was in a clear bottle. And that, if it wasn't skunked, it was just fucking awful. So, uh, but stuff like Heineken is typically in green bottles. So you got to be careful with that. Um, Rolling Rock, that's another one. Uh, boozy, yes, that that is a potentially off flavor. Um,
5: but uh,
1: oh yeah, Dennis's station policy. I'd have to get permission from J Five to use his live slot. Uh, two hours of MFC. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is MFC? MFC. The only the only MFC I knew was a punk band called Midget Fan Club, so I have no idea. Um,
5: if you don't do a show and haven't made a best of, you shouldn't get to deny a live.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's why I very 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 rarely skip. Um, I think I think I've missed what maybe two two shows, and one of them was a replay, another was a best of, something like that. Oh, my free cams. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't do my free cams. Ah. Uh, see, see I, I I don't know this shit. I don't know this shit. I'm married. Come on. <laughs> uh, of course now that may uh encompass my work day tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't miss shows and the, the next show I miss, I'm going to have a best of ready for it. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. But come on J5, do some best ofs, dude. I mean you 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 got you got a, a wealth of shows to go over you got a good amount of rants that you've gone over do it man come on we want to see some best ups from you bring up some classic shit I don't know Um. <laughs> oh yeah
5: Scrams is married too whoops <laughs> sorry Scrams <laughs> I forgot that gay marriage was legal that- no I'm
1: not going to go with that hack joke Uh, (laughs) okay okay i'll troll naked bitches tomorrow okay boozy flavored if it takes like tastes like cheap vodka it's referred to as hot beer this defect is most prevalent in beers with high abvs that were not aged long enough i don't think i've ever encountered that before creamed corn or cooked vegetables i don't think i've ever encountered this before either Dimethyl sulfide, or DMS, is the result of infection or lazy brewing practices and stinks like boiled cabbage. Watch for it in pale lagers. Buttery. This is one I've heard of. Again, never encountered myself. And I guess I should actually be thankful that I haven't encountered these. If your beer tastes like something out of a movie theater, then the culprit is likely diacetyl, which is caused by either a bacterial infection or removing the beer from the yeast too quickly. Most common offenders for this are lagers. Um, and yes, Scrams, your lady is very attractive. Um, I will, I will concede to that. And he says his boyfriend is hideous and he would never marry that homo. Well, p- shit, compared to your wife, dude, p- p- don't blame you. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I, I know Dennis is an okay looking gent, but your wife is much better looking. Uh, Cardboard is... If a beer isn't properly packaged or is moved through multiple temperature fluctuations, it can throw off the oxygen levels. Bottles, cans, and kegs are all susceptible to this. It results in a flavor that's similar to licking a cardboard box. Now, I I know I've, I've always been told, you know, if you buy a beer cold, keep it cold. You know, don't cold warm, cold warm, cold warm. I guess that could result in cardboard. I mean, you buy a cold beer and you let it warm up once and then put it in the fridge, I think you'd be okay. But if you keep doing that again and again, that could fuck you up there. Green apple. You think, oh, off flavor? What? I don't know. I, I, I would probably like a little bit of Granny Smith flavor. If your beer tastes like a Granny Smith, it's probably due to acetaldehyde, a chemical that occurs naturally in the brewing process but is generally consumed by the yeast. This is a sign the beer might have been rushed and bottled before, before the fermentation process was complete. Uh, it can also result in a cut grass or latex paint flavor. Ugh. Um, baby vomit. Yes. That's the result of uh, butyric acid created by poor sanitation at either the bar or the brewery. I've I've had the vomit smell, but I have not had the vomit taste in a beer, thankfully. Uh, we got two more here. Um... Oh, yeah, and C scrams, has a good point. But he says, you know, if he's sending beer out to us. He always gets it warm if he's going to send it out to us. And, yeah, I mean, if you get it cold, of course, you know, you put it in the packaging, you run the risk. Even, you know, even if it's been sitting a bit, you still run that risk of, you know, the bottle sweating and stuff. Better safe than sorry. Anything I send out, I I get warm bottles. Um, if if I can't get it warm, I I don't get it. I rather rather not run the risk of that. I, I've always been very careful with that. always I, I was I was always taught that you know you it the temperature fluctuation of the beer would skunk it. Didn't know about cardboard, but yeah, if, you, if you're going to beer trade with someone, get it warm. get it warm. do not get it cold except under extremely rare circumstances where if it's a beer, you cannot find it any possible other way, which I would really really doubt. Uh, last two on here gym socks or stale cheese.. Oof. the hops have either gone bad or there's just too much of them. The sweaty stinky flavor is produced by isovaleric acid. Doing okay with these words. and these slightly older uh, it's the slightly older and less vomity cousin of but yeah I pronounced it that fine before. Uh, butry- uh, but- bleh, 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 not gonna work here anymore acid. And the last one is vinegar. If you've ever opened a beer and thought it would be better used as a salad dressing, you know the problem is infected beer. Uh, sour and wild beers aside, vinegar aromas are present because wild bacteria has sugars into acids instead of alcohol. I will actually add one, uh, one more into this. And it's just a generally sour taste uh, in a non-sour beer. I know um, the, uh, the, the brewery has been a, um, they, they've had a problem with that before, where infected beers will take on a sour taste when it was not intended for them to be a sour beer. Um, you know, like Brettanomyces yeast or something like that uh, has gotten into it, turned it sour. And in some cases, they've said, you know, you, you may actually still like this, but we'll give you a refund if you don't so that that's that's probably the last of it there uh let me let's see let me move into the new beer releases and reveals for the week um and damn it I, one of these days i'm gonna make a music bed for this uh let's see where is my first one here uh stevens point brewery point coast radler um why is this image not loading let me see if it loads in the chat, because it doesn't want to load in my browser window proper. Okay. You know what? Ignore that image there. Uh, well, of course, tis the season for Radlers here. This one's blended with lemon, lime, and grapefruit, and I did not know this before. Apparently, Radler is the German word for cyclist. Steven's point went, went, ugh, went with a bicyclist-themed imagery on their label. Uh, if you were able to see the label, if you were in the chat, and uh, I was able to find the proper label, for some reason the link I have is not working anymore. Uh, it's not loading properly, something's cached wrong. Um, they, they went with the bicyclist theme thing. You know, Bicycle, wheels, everything on there, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be available in six, uh, 12 on six packs this month wherever point brews are sold, 4.1% ABV. This next one is actually kind of cool as a collaboration one. Uh, This particular instance is from Left Hand Brewing. This is Left Hand Homefront IPA. It's produced by nine U.S. breweries to raise money and awareness for Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit providing emergency assistance to military families and wounded warriors, not to be confused with the Wounded Warrior Project. It was originally developed in 2011 by uh, Fremont Brewing Company and Center of the Universe Brewing Company. Homefront is going to be released by 11 total breweries this year. Let me take a drink here really quick. Going to be Left Hand, Cigar City, Perennial Artisan Ales, Sly Fox, St. Arnold's, 21st Amendment, Palmetto, Maui, and Stone. It's, and this is interesting, it's aged on Louisville Slugger Maple Bats. Okay. Okay. Uh, and actually, it, the uh, if you see the label art there, you'll see the uh, eagle actually has a uh, baseball and uh, bats in its claws. And why is my... Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, new podcast. Sorry, phone distracting me, of course. Uh, infused with orange zest, and they say biscuit, honey, and grapefruit pith notes will play on your tongue, followed by a memorable, dry, bitter finish. It's an American IPA, 6.6% ABV, 63 IBUs and it's going to be in 22 ounce bombers. I believe the 22 ounce bombers are at the very least uh, applicable to the left-hand brewing release of it. I don't know about the rest of the uh, rest of the uh, breweries. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I never find left-hand bombers out here. Uh, so I don't know. For some reason, Left Hand and beta. I never fucking see bombers out here. I don't know why. Uh, next one I got here. This is from Saranac Brewing. Uh, this is another piece of their High Peaks collection. It's their single malt scotch ale. One-off release in their High Peaks series. It's aged in whiskey barrels from the Tumintool Distillery in Scotland. The barrels are over 100 years old and they've aged both whiskey and sherry. Not to be confused with uh, Mitch's beard. Uh, Available in four packs of 12-ounce bottles and on draft for a limited time. This one is going to be 9% ABV. So nice and kind of smooth there. Uh, Speaking of Ibiza from before, this is probably one I'm not going to see. This is Ibiza Straw Gator. Described as a fusion of Abita's Strawberry Harvest Lager, which I have had, and their Andigator Gator Doppelbach, which strangely I have yet to have. Maybe I should pick that up this coming weekend once I've killed off my growlers. Um, I can't say I've heard of a Doppelbach with strawberry before either. There's probably been at least one out there, but I have yet to see it. Uh, golden Lager made with malted barley and wheat, hopped with German Pearl Hops for a delicate hop flavor. After filtration, generous amounts of fresh Louisiana strawberry juice is added, giving the beer a pleasant, sweet taste and aroma, as well as a rich golden color and slight cloudiness. Availability is to be determined. Uh, It's going to be in 22-ounce bombers and on draft. And, of course, like I said, I never see a beaded bombers here, which means I'm likely not going to see this one. Um, The only a beaded bomber I've ever had I picked up in Michigan, so... Maybe I just gotta find the right stores around here that carry them. But uh, it's gonna be 8% ABV, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, if anybody wants to send me one of these, I'm I'm not uh, not opposed to that. Uh, I like strawberry in my beers, and I like beta, so I'd probably really really enjoy this. <laughs> and the last one I got here, and uh, I don't know why I'm finishing up so uh, so early here. I might have to I might have to pull out another article really quick after this. Who knows. Uh, this is a local brewer for me. I've been raving about them lately. Carton Brewing, Monkey Chase the Weasel, uh, Mulberry Sour Ale. Sorry, I had to remember which uh, berry it was. New offering from them. It's a sour ale with mulberry juice. It's going to be released in 16-ounce cans, and it's actually going to come in at a very mellow 3.9% ABV. You don't see a lot of beers that low, especially something like a sour. So I'm kind of surprised by that nine IBU. So bitterness, not even there. I'm hoping I see that in stores. I, I never really see carton in stores that much. I see it on taps when I'm feeling growlers, but I never really see it in stores all that, or, um, in, what I mean is like cans, bottles, whatever. Um, I think I've seen their, their boat beer before, but beyond that, not a whole lot. I, I'm curious how far their distribution is. Um, uh, any listeners that I have in, I don't know, like Pennsylvania, Maryland, stuff like that, um, let me know if you get carton out there. I'm actually very curious about that. I I, I still, this summer, I still have to go to their brewery out in uh, Atlantic Highlands. Uh, let's see. There was... Duh, 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 duh. I know there was actually one other quickie story that kind of caught my eye when I was reading another one. Um, I think it was... Let's see here. Was it on drinks business? Yeah. Instagram alcoholic slushy service investigated. Okay. Getting this from the drinks business here. This will be the, the last story of the day. Um, a booze slushy ordered and delivered via Instagram, which has taken New York by storm, is under investigation by the State Liquor Authority. Frosties with a PH, an alcoholic ice drink, has become an under-the-radar hit in New York City, according to the New York Daily Post despite the drink's ingredients remaining a mystery. Uh, I got an image for this from the page, so I'll post this in the chat. Finish up the show with this. It, it looks like a rocket pop. That's really what it looks like. Uh, to order a bottle of the frozen hooch, which costs $10 a bottle, customers send a text to a phone number on the company's Instagram page, giving their own Instagram handle and address, then wait for delivery. Oh my God, this seems fucking sketchy. However, the state liquor authority has warned that the drinks could be, quote, potentially dangerous as they're not regulated. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> could be antifreeze in this shit. Uh, Bill Crowley, the SLA's director of public affairs, told The Post, the SLA is looking into the illegal sale of this unregistered and potentially dangerous alcoholic drink by an unlicensed business. It's hard for the SLA to regulate the shady business because it's unregistered. However... There's a New York Magazine food critic that has had it before, Adam Platt. He's reported as having said, after the first sip, you're loving the sugar. After the third sip, you're thinking how pretty the colors look and why can't you feel your lips. After chugging the whole thing, who cares? You're lying blotto on the sidewalk and all is bliss. This is just pure sugar and grain alcohol. It tastes like Kool-Aid meets Red Bull mixed with 150 proof Everclear. The company's Instagram page advertises the drinks in flavors including Irish Bomb, Volcanic Paradise, and Tsunami Sunrise. Um God damn it drinks business. Why have you not told me what the Instagram page is? I mean, obviously I'm not in New York, so I'm I you know I don't think they're coming out to Jersey to deliver this, but shit. I would do this. If somebody if somebody can figure out what the Instagram account is for this and find out if uh, they do, in fact, deliver to Jersey. Uh, post it on the uh, ABV Facebook group, and uh, I would be very thankful for that uh, particular bit of information there. Uh, with that, I guess we can say that's the show there. As always, if there's any uh, local beer of yours you think I should try or something I have uh, requested that I cannot get in my area that I really want to try and you happen to have it in your area, like that a of Straw Gator, Drop me an email at Kevin at morelikeradio.com. See if we can work out some kind of beer trade. I, I, there's a lot of good stuff out here uh, Weyerbacher, Carton, uh, uh, Bokes. Yeah, a lot a lot of good East Coast stuff. Um, let's see. There's the ABV beer tasting list, which uh, I think I'll probably catch up on a little bit tomorrow. Tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. Open Google spreadsheet. Add the beers that you have tried, why you like them, why you didn't. Give it a number rating, all that kind of info. Uh, I'm going to be adding more stuff on there, like I said, hopefully tomorrow. Check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, what I just mentioned before, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. And, of course, the uh, occasionally updated Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. I do, in fact occasionally put stuff up there and ooh, I got a text um, I'm gonna have to text my wife after this is over um, let's see uh, follow me on Twitter at edicius. that is how it's pronounced god damn it at MLR underscore alcohol that is the show Twitter look me up on untapped alcohol by volume all one word and of course check out all the great shows on more like radio um so many good ones I, I personally I've, I've been hooked on Talk Radio Meltdown and Chatty Wumpus lately but of course there's always Dutch and Royce there's, there's Hippo Juice, there's The Red there's Conti and Kenny there's Daytime Divas there's Brain Stew whenever they feel like doing a show uh, <laughs> sorry guys so go to morelikeradio.com check everything out coming up next it's a uh, sadly unsigned hyper replay J5 get yourself a best of dude come on man followed by Dutch and Royce. I'll see you guys next week.